morning. Welcome to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted this morning because, you know, I've got the collective consciousness people in the house. Hey, Jenny Nelson. Is it Jamie Geit? Do we say Geit? Um, all y'all unmute yourself. And Kendall Driffin. Are you are you related to Steve Driffin? Yes, that's my dad. I know it, girl. I know it. <laughs> I just wonder. First question. Yeah. <laughs> Acting is all through that family, all through the family. Yes. <laughs> Jenny Nelson, it's nice to see you. Always good to see you and be here with you this morning to talk about yet another CCT production. So thanks for having us. Oh, of course. When I saw it, I was like, let me get in touch with them before they get all busy and don't have no time to talk about this. <laughs> so Fairview, Fairview by Jackie Sibley's Drury is a 2019 Pulitzer Prize winning play. Yes, yes. Uh, it is a, it is, you know, we always say all of our plays are really special, spectacular in their own way, but this, this definitely fits in that category. This is a very unique play. And I think uh, we're really excited for New Haven audiences to see this really special play. And I actually had the privilege of seeing a production of it in 2019 um, at Theater for New Audiences. And without being too hyperbolic, it was one of the most transformative theatrical experiences of my life. And I immediately said, I really, I want to bring this to New Haven. And I, I want our community to experience um, what I was so fortunate to experience. So well, really excited. In the Pulitzer, I'm on, on the Pulitzer Prize page. And so they say Fairview by Jackie Sibley's Jury, a hard hitting drama that examines race in a highly conceptual, layered structure, ultimately bringing audiences into the actor's community to face deep seated prejudices. Are we going to get dragged? What's happening? Are we getting dragged? What? <laughs> Kendall, Jamie, what do we think? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> oh, wait, somebody says yes. Somebody says no. Wait. Oh, <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster. I I can say that, and I know even from the first read through, um, when we finished reading through the script, we just had to sit there in it. Um, so. Will you be dragged? I, I mean, that depends on what you bring to the show. Um, but you definitely will be changed by it. I can say that. Okay. I I, I accept that. Absolutely. Okay, Kendall. So uh, what's your interpretation? Oh, no, I totally agree. Everything what Jamie said, I, I've been telling people when, you know, when I'm approached with saying, what does this play about? It's kind of hard to put it into one word or let alone one sentence. Um, so I did. I've just been saying it's a play that you have to see more than once. I suggest mm. that um, because Jackie so brilliant, brilliantly touches on so many topics and it is a hard hitting play. That's a perfect word that the uh, Pulitzer page um, used to describe the play um, that it's hard to really conceptualize what's happening. Um, so once you realize what happened, um, you're going to want to come back and see it again and gain new information or uh, realize new uh, nuances about the play and just get a different perspective about it. Okay, Jenny, you're directing this. Did you, you so you saw the play, did you know you wanted to direct it, let alone bring it here, but you knew you wanted to be the one shepherding this play onto stage? I, I knew I wanted to bring this play, right, to New Haven. Um, and so immediately my partner, Dexter Singleton, and I, you know, always in collaboration, having those conversations about 
what we want to bring to our community. And he was completely on board with bringing this play. And we always discuss, you know, who is the right director for the show, right? Who is really going to bring this to life? And I think because this play really uh, is really leaning into um, really kind of that intersection of white culture and black culture and appropriation and colonization, like as, as Kendall was talking about so many different themes. Um, but I think because it's really dealing with so many different themes, it felt appropriate for me to direct. Whereas there are some plays that absolutely I, I should not be directing and we should be bringing in um, our artists of color right into the room. Um, and so this play felt like appropriate for me to direct. And I was thrilled because it's truly one of my favorite plays now. And getting to engage with these actors to do this work, um, much like Passover that we did in 2019, mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. this is changing me. I think it's changing us and the way we look at the world um, and confirming things we know, right? Um, and I, it's it's been really exciting process. And this cast is spectacular. They're a spectacular cast. And we have two, you know, alums from Barbecue that we just saw. Also at Barbecue. So we love to bring people back and we also have new people, uh, which is which is a great mix in the room. I love it. I love it. So how big is this cast? Because I you sent me the the script and I'm like, this is this is a lot of people. <laughs> We're getting bigger, Babs. We're right. We're trying to go so barbecue had 10. Um, this cast has eight. Um, okay. Definitely, it's a bigger cast for us in our very intimate space, um, but it, it absolutely works in our space. And I'm so excited for you to see the set design by our- I'm going to tell you something. Y'all probably have one of the baddest, in, second to Long Wharf Theater, have one of the baddest set designs of any theater I've ever gone to. Because I was like, man, they make this space be all anything in the world. Then perhaps it happens like that. Right, Kendall? Yeah, like, overnight. It was barbecue really. in there. Yeah. And then overnight, it just became Fairview. It's re it's really amazing. Yeah, we're so fortunate. So, Jamie, tell me about your, 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 uh, uh, the person that you're playing and, and how'd you prepare for it? Um, I play the role of Beverly. Um, she's a black matriarch and I feel like I'm bringing life lived experiences. Um, Kendall plays my daughter. I have a daughter of the same age. We're all dealing with what it means to be Black in 2023 um, and being able to bring that to this stage, being able to bring that to our conversations to develop these characters, to really embody this show um, has been shifting. Uh, I, I, I love Beverly as a character. She She's got her dreams. She's got her goals. She's trying to live up to some expectations, but she's also human, right? She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a daughter. She's a sister. She's working to make sure that things go the way that she feels that they should. Um, and I feel like we've all been in that moment, whether it's for a holiday or just lived experience where we're mm. trying to get to other people's expectations. So and I holidays is so critical. Yeah. Yeah, oh. for black people. I mean, for everybody, holidays are challenging, joyous and challenging, dreading and <laughs> anticipatory, right? Like just no getting around it. So I'm already planning for Thanksgiving because I host. Um, and I think every year, my poor husband, I put him through it. Uh, and right before people come over, I say, I'm not doing this again. 
I will not. You've been saying it for 20 years. <laughs> yes. And this year you swear this is it. <laughs> no, no, we're doing it again. It's, uh, I don't even know where other people would go. Well, yeah, because she's like, well, we can't go to Aunt So-and-So because she got cats. So we can't go over to, you know what I mean? You know how we do, right? We just, we know. She's like, oh, we ain't going over to Uncle Harry's house because he don't make no good potato salad. Right. (laughs) It will be here. And I will be here. (laughs) It will be good. (laughs) So, Kendall, tell me about your process for this. Oh, yeah. This process has been very interesting. It has definitely pushed me and pulled me as an actor. Um, I've been telling people this has been so far the most challenging piece that I've done. And that is in a good way. Um, as I mentioned before, Jackie is just a brilliant playwright. Um, and my character, Keisha Frazier, um, Jackie has tasked Keisha with this role, this challenging big role. Um, and it's 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 really just, it's it's humbling and I want to do it justice. I want to do the character justice and the playwright justice as well um, because what Keisha has to say is beyond important and it's something that everyone needs to hear. Um, so just making sure that I protect these words and protect this character and make it as authentic as possible and truthful as possible. Um, that's how I've been been focusing. Okay. All right, so Jenny, when you took this on to direct this, like, what did you start with? Like, how do you how do you direct a play that has so many layers to it, like this? And 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 you know, the at the the star of it is black white dynamics. Like, how do you mm-hmm. how do you maneuver those waters with with actors? And and how and then how do you keep people safe? <laughs> Ooh, that's a Fantastic question. I love to, I'll answer that one first because I, at CCT, um, that is really the, one of the most important value systems that we have is to make sure, because this work is so charged, right? So emotionally charged, uh, can be physically charged. Uh, we know there's a lot of really courageous conversations happening in the room. And so we really lay, I hope, a groundwork with all of our actors and our team Um, being incredibly specific and intentional about how we want to set the energy in the room and that people have um, places to go and people to talk to should anything arise in the room where they don't feel unsafe. Because the thing we can't promise is that we will always be safe. We really can't promise that. We're going to do everything to put those guardrails. But if somebody feels unsafe, they have a place to go. Their voice will be heard. And that's really important to Dexter and I. And so we're really trying to get better and better about establishing that safety in the room. And as we move through um, that, I try to come to this work humbled, as Kendall was putting it, you know, humbled by this play um, and in a place of humility um, that we're just kind of learning together. I often say as a director, I'm just kind of bearing witness. I'm kind of just here in the room to make sure everyone feels safe and everyone kind of gets where they need to be um, with their character. So I, I hope we have done a good job with that and kept everyone feeling um, that they can speak their mind and they can kind of find their own evolution in the room and feel safe to do so. Um, as far as approaching this work, this, as Kendall said, this has been one of the most challenging works for me too, as a director. Um, it just continues to give, even in our tech rehearsals, and we've been rehearsing now for such a long time, even yesterday, I reread the whole play before we came and watched it again. And I'm still finding things I didn't see 
which is really saying a lot about this play that there's just so many layers. I don't think we'll ever know, even at the end, every, every layer and every moment, I think it'll just keep, keep giving to us um, throughout and hopefully to our audiences. Um, and the last thing I'll just say is this play is funny. So oh, what thank is, God. Okay. <laughs> That's hard to do, right? One of the oh. things our playwright is so good at, and she, we did, we are proud to present. We also did that at CCT, which is another one of her plays. Um, she picks these incredibly difficult things to talk about. And then she puts comedy underneath them at times. And it, it just is this amazing feat to watch in her plays. And then the moment you think you're safe, she just pulls that rug out from you and you're rethinking everything you just thought. So I just want to tell audiences too, as much as we want them to really invest uh, in this intentional work, there's a lot of laughs. There are some laugh out loud moments <laughs> in this play um, that I'm still laughing at, seeing it like many, many times. So hopefully there'll be something for everybody. So so actors, um, is this play and the characters you're playing, does it feel familiar? Like, do you see your own people, your family members in any of this work? For sure. Um, I think one of the nice things about doing this piece, as much as a, of a thought piece as it is, it is an opportunity to share some Black joy. And the fact that as a people, we are able to celebrate amongst ourselves, even when the world outside is telling us not to. Um, and those moments are definitely in the show. They're in the characters, the relationships, the bonds, they're real. Um, and I personally think they sort of transpire outside of the show that because they are so well written, the relationships that we as actors have with each other have expanded, which we then bring back to that stage. It's feeding itself. Mm. That's okay, it. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> <It's waiting. laughs> yeah. Kendall like, gets yeah, it yeah, on my last said. night. Yeah. I, I was just saying, Kendall gets it because I send her all of my late night messages. Like, girl, what you think about? Yeah, with yeah, yeah. We are constantly checking in. That bond is is really important when doing a piece like this. So just make sure as actors that we are all on the same playing field. That we're we feel comfortable coming to each other. Like what Jamie said, reaching out. How did you feel about this? What do you think about that? How can I improve? What you're just getting information and, uh, yeah, just uh constructive criticism from your peers it's it's always always helpful mm. well y'all don't look old enough to be mother daughter but i'm just gonna but i know how black women go you could be anywhere right. from 20 right. to 80 and <laughs> like how is she i could have had her i could have you people could've. might have talked about me but it was possible <laughs> so jenny you know i'm a i'm an august wilson devotee i love love august wilson but the, but these last several years i'm starting to see these young sisters come up as playwrights. I mean, I, I, I saw Suzanne Laurie Parks play the other night. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, F and A. I saw F &A, that. Yeah. Uh, Dominique Morrissey. I've seen her plays. Uh, uh, it's a bunch of young sisters. Now I'm I'm discovering uh, this this sister, Miss Drury's. Uh, talk about I, 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 is, is this a moment? And I want actors to answer this too. Is this a moment for black women playwrights? I mean, listen, we all grew up cutting our teeth. Well, maybe not y'all, but cutting our teeth on Lorraine Hansberry, which is 50 <laughs> some one, years right? ago, right? The one, the one. The one. And now, you know, since then we've had uh Inzake Shungay and 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 Pearl Cleage and 
and so many countless others that uh, that are, have put out work. But you know, not not the way that I'm seeing these young sisters come through right now. Like there's a whole bunch of young black women playwrights out there, black men playwrights too, but black women playwrights who are really making a mark on on theater. Is is this a good time to be black in theater? I think that's my question. <laughs> always a good time to be black and go ahead Kendall yeah I feel like should speak to this no I'm just gonna say that um yeah as to your question is this a moment for black playwrights I think this is just an opportunity or that we're just in a really pivotal time where black work is being recognized in the way that it should um it's always been there it's always existed it's just having the right eyes on those projects um yeah it's always just always the right time for me so Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, it does feel like there's a yes to that, Kendall, right? Always, but, and, and yeah, it feels like there's momentum now, right? Um, and it, and the, it's like the doors open a crack. So let's just, right, let's just go. Um, and these, these Black female playwrights, um, the powerfulness of these pieces, um, and what needs to be said that has not been said. I think that's too what's really, right? We have, the opportunity hasn't been there. And so now these voices are allowed to be heard, being honored to be heard as they should be, have should have been all along. And so it's a, I think it's a really exciting time. I will be interested to see where theater goes. We are having some growing pains, um, right? We are, we are shifting and changing and trying to find our new, our kind of new stasis, which is theater has done that for thousands of years, right? Because we reflect what is happening in the world and what is happening in the world is uncertain, right? And violent yes. and hard and difficult. And the pendulum is swinging back after 2020, right? We know that's what happens. And so I'm interested to see how theater continues to respond to this and evolve right to continue in this evolution that is my hope but i know we're doing it at cct so oh i mean i, th I think I you are i mean listen to y'all i didn't know dominique marseille's work until y'all brought like eight gazillion of her plays and now <laughs> everywhere i turn around somebody and i and i would i would go so far as to say you know uh y'all y'all are probably probably uh the pre preeminent experts on dominique marseille's work so everywhere I go now, when I read any paper anywhere across the country, I see her work being, you know, played somewhere. And I thought, wow, you know, uh, I I did not, I was, I had no awareness until collective consciousness brought her to us. And everybody's like, oh yeah, I saw it. I saw that. I mean, that's a, I think that's a real testament to the way that y'all go and look at, look for work. Like you scope the scene. Uh, where other other theaters are, are not quite doing doing that level of depth and intentional, we need some black ish and we're gonna go get it and we're gonna bring it. I mean that's in, that's intentional. I mean you could, I mean there's lots of plays out there that you could put black people in. Do you know what I mean? Like right. you can reimagine them to be with black people, but to go get a black play by a black playwright that's about black people. I think that's pretty profound. I think, Jenny, I don't know. I mean, talk about the process when y'all think about bringing a play. Yeah, no, thank you for that, Baz. I appreciate that. Uh, I have to really give most of the credit to my partner, Dexter J. Singleton. Um, you know, he's a Detroit native. 
as well as Dominique and started really Red Detroit 67, which was our first play in our space about eight years ago and read that play, reached out to her before she kind of exploded onto the scene like she is now. So they have a working relationship, which is wonderful. She actually came to that production into our tiny little theater. She came and saw Detroit 67 because it was the East Coast premiere um, of her play. And it was really right before that moment. Um, and I have to give a lot of credit to Dexter that he really stays in touch with what is happening in the scene. And he and I together just read lots of plays. There is no fix. There is no magic pill. It is just <laughs> reading and staying connected in the scene and reading those plays, seeing those plays. Um, and so grateful to have a relationship with Dominique now that she is, I mean, you know, MacArthur Genius Grant Order. I mean, she's just like, yeah, and, and all she'll take her. your calls now, right? Because, yeah. you know, you, you she still take Dexter's calls. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> um, and we're so fortunate to be in that. But that's that's really our process is kind of just keeping our ear out and really trying to find new living playwrights. We're really passionate about new living playwrights, you know, playwrights of color um women to really just amplify those voices and so it's a real collaboration between Dexter and I uh to find those special plays mm. so so actors you know, Jamie and Kendo so when you when you decide to take on a role what 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 do you what do you decide like are there roles that you won't take like you like categorically I'm not hooker number eight categorically I'm not drug mommy number 20 do you know what I mean or or do you and say you know what I can bring some real humanity to this. Like, how do you decide what you will and will not do? Um, you know, it all depends on what's being made available. I took a long time off once I had kids um, and said, I'm not, I'm not going to split my time this way. I wouldn't be able to devote, and this is me personally, not other parents, but I wouldn't be able to devote the energy needed in order to do the show. But my kids are getting older. So, um, my step back into acting was over the pandemic. Um, and I was invited to do American Sun. And I couldn't, I just, I couldn't ignore that as an opportunity. As for shows that I'm selecting now, no, there's not a role that I automatically say no to. Um, if I feel like there is a story that needs to be shared. If I can honor that character, if I can bring it to stage and make a difference, I'm on it. And of course, whenever Jenny calls, I'm in. Um, that's just a given because of what you said. It's not just the fact that she's an amazing person. It's that in order for us to elevate these voices, we need to be purposeful in selecting these voices because Black women have been storytellers since the beginning of time. Um, so yes, bring it to the stage. It is past time, right? Um, and since 2020, we've, we're watching these changes happen. We're watching Broadway actively say, okay, not all of Broadway, but a select group saying, we are going to elevate these voices. And that's trickling up. That's coming from theaters like this that are saying, you should have been doing this all along. So when there's an opportunity like this, I jump. And I have been nothing but rewarded for it. I love the show. I love the process. I love the people that I'm working with. My kids, I'm sure they'd like, you know, me to cook once in a while, but they'll still be okay. <laughs> they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> got a dad. They're fine, right? It's not neglect watching me do things that make me happy. It's yeah, fine. No, it's Life lesson. Yeah. They'll eat. <laughs> yes. All right, Miss Kendall. Um, yeah, 
Uh, plus one to everything Jamie said, and much like her, I took a couple years off from acting as well, and I kind of just got back to acting in 2019. Um, but I've made sure, and I had to really sit down with myself and decide what kind of work I want to do as an actor. Um, and I've always been drawn to the work that collective consciousness uh, theater does because it creates conversation. I have never entered that space one way and left the same. I've always been changed. I've always left thinking about something or thinking about myself or how I perceive things or how I interact with a group of people. Um, and I realized I want to make other people feel that way. Um, so I've always been really intentional about uh, what kind of work I do. So no, I don't just take any role. Um, kind of like what Jamie said, if it's not moving, the character is not moving, um, the story is not moving, I don't really go for it. Um, I'm all for people being entertained, but um, life is real. Um, and I really believe in the power of theater and how theater is the imitation of life. And theater exposes a lot of the things that we experience in our day-to-day -day lives. And it forces people to sit in their mess without having to interrupt and mm. you are, you have to sit there for that hour for that you know that 90 minutes and and look at yourself and listen to these actors talk um and you have to leave sometimes you know in your car and think about what you just saw um so yeah i just i want to do that kind of work i want to do that work that that forces you that really embeds you and and plants seeds and and yeah just creates and sparks conversation so mm. So Jenny, this is this is the uh this play is kicking off the news this season, right? How yeah. Plays do y'all do a season? Two, three, eight? Uh typically two, <laughs> three, uh, you know, sometimes two in a workshop. So I know we just, you know, we just worked with the amazing Terrence Reagans. Uh, yes, I'm sorry I missed play. that. that, no, that it'll, I'm sure it's coming back back around. Well, I hope so because there was to, so many competing things that that I know, week that weekend did. was busy. Like, We're so lucky in New Haven, right? Like there's so yes. much, so much art like, and culture. I wanted it to be next door to where I was so I could just run out and go in, but it was like way across <laughs> town. I, like, I appreciate that. Yeah, but you know, working with him on his beautiful, exquisite solo piece. Um, and, you know, so that's a, in a way too, when we do these workshops and we're helping new playwrights kind of develop their work, we're really passionate about that. And then also, you know, producing full plays. So this will be uh, our full production for right now in the fall. And then we'll come back in the winter, spring in 2024, uh, play, uh, to be determined. So stay tuned. Oh, I thought I was going to get like some, <laughs> get know. the scoop. Yeah, as soon as we know, you'll know. So no, you know, I'm always whining to you about what I want. Right, I need a good romance, a love story, a love story without like drama. Yeah, a little bit of drama because you know you got to have some tension. But you know, I don't want to. I don't want struggle, love. I want real excitable, love story. Yes, I know. Jenny's like, you need to write that. Then yeah, we'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. So all right. So so when does this? When does the? When is the opening night? When is it? How long is the run? Tell me the dates. Yeah. So we actually previews begin this Thursday, November second. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's all happening, and we run through the nineteenth, right? So our typical weekend: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, eight p.m. And then our last show. Um, by popular demand will be a matinee. So our last show on the 19th will be a 3 p.m. Um, to close out the show. So kind of right like before that. we go into the 
the Thanksgiving holiday. And you can get your tickets on collectiveconsciousnesstheater.org. And every Thursday is pay what you can. We really want to open the doors wide and make theater accessible for everyone. So you can come for free or you can pick, give us a million dollars or anywhere in between. <laughs> uh, but we want to create that access for everyone to enjoy theater. So cheapest ticket in town, 25 for adult, 15 for student. Um, we just We just want everybody to be able to have this conversation with us. And, and tell us about, because you, because listen, this I, your plays are amazing. You do so much in that space, but you have a really great ground team, a team that does the lights and the, uh, the hammering and all the stuff. Talk a little <laughs> bit about those folks. Yeah. And, and this group, we've been so lucky to see them. They pop in, you know, they're just like, right after we're done, they just come in and they're just doing this amazing work behind the scenes. And we come back and it's like, this transformation has happened. Um, so continuing to work with the amazing Jamie Burnett on our lights and set, um, and, and David Sepulveda, who we have already talked about best in best in the biz. I mean, we're so so the best hair. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I know you always say best hair. <laughs> the best hair. Um, yes, and Carol Kambaras, who's our amazing costume designer, um, our stage management team, Ashley Sweet and Molly Flanagan, who's also doing all of our marketing. Um, and we just we just have this tremendous team of people working with us that stay with us, which makes us really happy that people want to continue to work with us um, and continue to support the mission. And really, it's it's absolutely the collaborative, uh, the collective consciousness that brings us all together and makes it mm. what it is. So we're so grateful to continue those partnerships and to start new partnerships with new actors in our cast. We have new people helping backstage. So always looking to continue to open the doors to anyone that wants to work with us that has a passion for social justice. I love it. So if anybody out there is listening and people are, if you've never gone to Collective Consciousness and y'all are still over at Erector Square. Yes, we are. Right, your theater's there. Um, that if you've not come to theater, this is this is amazing theater. It's intimate and it's so well done. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so well done and in such a care for the set, for the quality of the actors. I mean, you all think of everything when you put on this production. Thank you. Yeah, we really want to do, like Kendall's saying, we want to honor the piece. And if we can't honor it and do right by it, we shouldn't be doing it. So we really I, want I, listen, to make the art. And New Haven deserves it. I agree. So, yeah. uh, Kendall, Jamie, last words you want to say about this play, about inviting people to come? Um, I'm just going to say you need to see it. You need to see it to understand it. And I'm going to second Kendall's buy your tickets for two nights, because trust me, you will finish the first one and go home saying, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and need to see it a second time. <laughs> yes. Agreed. All right, Ms. Kendall. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, this is possibly a life-changing play. It's oh. changed me. I'll yeah, see. it's changed mine. I can easily say that. Um, <laughs> but also, just I would like to thank Jenny and the Collective Consciousness team. You guys are amazing. Um, I hope you guys continue to do what you do. Don't forget about me. I love you guys. It's honestly been a pleasure. And to go back to what Jenny was saying, it's it's rare when you find a space where everyone is on the same page. I mean, from the director to the janitor. You know, um, and it's so refreshing. I had uh, Jamie came up to me yesterday and we hugged so tight um, after the end of our run. 
Um, and he was just so filled with gratitude over what he saw. Um, and just knowing that, okay, like, yeah, this is reaching everybody. This is not just, you know, for Jenny or, you know, for our stage management, but it's literally touching everybody. Um, so yeah, just to work in that space, it's just so, uh, it's refreshing. So thank you, Jenny and Dexter for the work that you're doing. Thank you. That is very kind, Kendall. Thank you both for being a part of this and all of our wonderful team for continuing to um, support the mission of CCT. And just a big, you know, big thanks to Dexter Singleton who started it all. Hey, Dexter. Hey, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying seeing you, Jenny. Thank you for uh, uh, acquiescing to my request to come on because, you know, I'm a, such a fan of collective consciousness. And my, my good girlfriend, Ife, is on the board. And I think wow. I have some other friends on that board. You do. Um, you have a lot of friends on our board. <laughs> yes, you do. So, we have uh, an amazing board and we are, we always love to have this conversation. I cannot wait to hear what you think of the show. Oh, I can't wait. You know, I'll talk about it, girl. You know, I'll oh, I know you will. Like, <laughs> <"Ooh."> <laughs> I was like, but I, I, everything I've seen so far that y'all have done, uh, uh, it has been thought provoking. And that's what theater is for. It's that's You right. should feel something and you don't have to, Everybody thinks you should go to theater and just love everything. No, you don't have to love everything, but you do have to have a thought or a feeling about it. And whether you hate it or love it, that's a feeling. And you can say, you know what, this is what I liked about it. This is what I didn't like about it. But it's a conversation. I think Jamie and Kendall, you all are absolutely right to incite conversation is is really good theater. So so thank you, Jenny Nelson. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Miss Driffin. It's lovely to see you. And uh, I hope I see you out here in these art streets, which I will. But I'll definitely see you in the theater. So I'll be there. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Enjoy the rest of this week. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Droz. I'll be back tomorrow at nine, nine at nine-ish. And uh, we'll get into another conversation with some more fabulous people. So y'all have a good day and a good week. I'll see y'all soon. <laughs> Feel free to log on out and jump on out. Thanks, Dad. You're all welcome. Bye, bye, Kendall, bye, Jamie. Thank you, Gary. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>